Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of today's program. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for listening throughout the program today. I've been a little distracted, uh, but I'll explain all that tomorrow. Um, today, as we wrap up the, the show, I want to talk to you about, well, first off, a book I read a number of years ago. The, the book I read told the story of uh, Thad Roberts. Thad Roberts was a University of Utah student. He was razor sharp, super smart, and he uh, left the University of Utah to take a internship with NASA in Houston. He traveled down there, and he he excelled and struck up friendships with uh, many of the, the professors there and those who were teaching the important uh, scientific lessons that were, that were you know, necessary for there to be success in this internship. Well, uh, what ends up happening, and maybe you recognize this story by now if uh, you don't just recognize the name Thad Roberts, uh, what happened was Thad, along with some help from others, uh, ended up stealing a safe. He stole a safe which contained moon rocks, samples uh, from the lunar surface, both in rock and in particle form, and would go on to attempt to sell them. And it was a, a collector from another country who recognized this and thought, hold on a second, uh, there, there's no way that, that these materials can be on the market legally. And so the, the collector reached out to the FBI and became involved in a sting operation that all uh, culminated, I, th- I think, in an arrest in Florida. I think it was, a, uh, yeah, there was a, a sting operation executed by the FBI at a hotel room in Orlando, Florida, where Thad Roberts was arrested and charged and convicted with attempting to sell moon rocks, uh, a crime here in the United States. The reason I tell you that is because it came to mind after reading a headline, uh, which you can find right now at kslnewsradio.com. It uh, is under the headline, NASA is paying startups for moon rocks. But then says, it's not what you think. NASA is paying startups for moon rocks. Pioneered by Elon Musk, we have seen a remarkable advancement in the relationship between NASA and private enterprise. It it, it is, I mean, it it is a remarkable feat that we have a a private company offering rides to NASA astronauts up to the International Space Station. That is revolutionary to now finally not be reliant 
on the Soyuz rockets of the Russians to get our men and women into space is remarkable. And to do so, to do so in a, a private space vehicle is, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's science fiction stuff, right? Anyway, NASA has uh, put out a call to various companies who have uh, close to or have already secured the ability to travel to the moon, and they're looking for soil samples collected on the lunar surface between 50 and 500 grams or up to about a pound when weighed here on Earth, and they're willing to pay big bucks for it. Now, it isn't so much about collecting the samples, but uh, it is about creating a situation in which technology can advance. Yeah, with this type of incentive, the hopes are that uh, by you know creating a goal for these private companies to strive for, that in so doing, they will develop technologies uh, that will advance the mission of NASA, uh, ultimately putting a man or a woman on the surface of Mars, and who knows, even beyond. And it makes me think of makes me think of all the technologies that have come from uh, space exploration. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory has uh, put together a list of 20 things that we wouldn't have without space, space travel. 20 things we wouldn't have without space travel. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a tough claim. Maybe it's tough to prove, I should say, because who knows? Maybe the technology would have been developed otherwise, but uh, it was certainly advanced at least according to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory at NASA, thanks to space exploration. Top of the list, camera phones. Yeah. JPL claims that in the 1990s, a team at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory worked to create cameras small enough to fit on spacecraft and with scientific quality. A third of all cameras in cell phones today contain this technology. Fascinating. And then how about this one? I never would have thought about scratch-resistant lenses. You know, maybe when you're uh, shopping for eyeglasses for your child, maybe he's a little rambunctious, and so you want to make sure you get something that's scratch-resistant. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory at NASA claims that it's thanks to the Lewis Research Center while attempting to develop diamond-hard coatings for aerospace systems that scratch-resistant lenses were developed, later creating a technique that was developed and patented for just that purpose. Scratch-resistant lenses, NASA. CAT scans. Yeah, CAT scans. Space program needs a pretty good digital image. The Jet Propulsion Lab played a lead role in developing that technology, which in turn helped create CAT scanners and radiography. How about this one? LEDs. Never would have thought of this. LEDs. Light-emitting diodes. That's some good trivial pursuit knowledge right there for you. LED, light-emitting diode. Red LEDs are being used in space to grow plants and heal humans on Earth. LED technology used by NASA has contributed to the development of medical devices uh, such as Warp 10. Now, here's a claim. How about this one? NASA claims that it is thanks to their developments that we have athletic shoes. Nike Air Trainers wouldn't exist if it weren't for, uh, for suit construction technology developed by NASA claiming that it was a former NASA engineer that first pitched the idea. Here's one. Uh, do you ever spend time in Boy Scouts or have youngsters in the Scouts? And you know those emergency blankets they have, call them space blankets, tinfoil, foil blankets? Yeah, those metallic sheets, which are now used uh, you know, in extreme temperatures or emergency situations, evolved from a lightweight 
insulator that NASA developed to protect spacecraft and people in space. That's pretty good. Uh, water purifiers, uh, dust busters, ear thermometers. There's a long list of things here, including Jaws of Life. You know, Jaws of Life, you ever get in trouble in a car accident and the fire crews show up, they need help getting you out, and they use what they call the Jaws of Life? Thanks to NASA. The extrication tool to free people from mangled vehicles. The Jaws of Life applies a miniature version of the explosive charge used to separate devices on the space shuttle. Last one I'll mention before we wrap up for the day, wireless headsets. Who knew? NASA, being one of the forerunners for advancing communication technology, developed those headsets to allow astronauts to be hands-free and without wires. Okay, I said there was, uh, there was just one more. No, I've got to add this one. Uh, freeze-dried food. You ever eat uh, maybe with those same Boy Scouts as you're packing up the backpack with the foil insulator? Freeze-dried food. NASA conducted extensive research into space food. One technique they developed was freeze-drying, which retains 98% of nutrients and weighs only 20% of the original weight. The reason I've gone through this list, it is because technologies like this and those we have yet to imagine, I believe we can attribute to advancement in space technology and the pursuit of space exploration. And on this day, the day we look back on the life of Chuck Yeager, who had the right stuff and was so instrumental in the early days of space exploration. Let's look forward. Let's support technology. Let's, let's support our children's curiosity to learn STEM subjects. That's it for me. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.